What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome again back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my favorite co-host, Chen. How are you doing today? NBA Tuesday, some bonus content. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, bonus content for the people. Bonus content for us as fans, um, ultimately. And now, this is like the month for sports as an overall sports fan. Yeah, football, baseball, basketball. Every, I mean, even the World Cup's coming up in November. Everything's going on. Um, so, it's an exciting time. Uh, definitely excited to watch the matchups tonight. Uh, first one we got is 76ers-Celtics. I'm curious how the Celtics look. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head who their coach is. I just know it's not Ime Udoka. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I actually, I actually, I can't remember his name. I looked it up. Um, cause I thought about maybe picking him for coach of the year, right? but I, I'll spoil, I didn't end up taking him, but I, I looked it up cause I was like, man, if they win like 50 games still and go to the East finals or something like that, just riding off Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, he could yeah. very easily win coach of the year. If nobody else does anything crazy just because right. of the situation, but yeah, we'll get into it. I don't really think that's going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, realistically, I mean, and even just uh, based off last seasons, just the way it went is the Celtics were honestly in trouble. And then it, early in the season, obviously, like it just once it hit around like a little bit before the All-Star break, it felt like they got things going. You know, can, you learned how to use the roster. And I I do have some, I have some question marks then because – this is – that was – Celtics are good every year. But that was – last year was a year they made it to the finals due to a coaching change, really. And as good as the coach as Brad Stevens even is, he wasn't able to make Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown thing work partially due to them being very similar players. I think everyone can agree on that in terms of build, position, scoring ability. Like, they're very similar players. It's just – you know, finding the right balance so that both those guys can be as efficient as possible. We saw the ceiling of this team last year, but there's definitely some question marks. And again, part of it was a little fluky. Obviously, the Bucs didn't have Chris Middleton. That was a major aspect. And that game goes seven games without Middleton and Holiday's taking 20, 30 shots. I got to assume that if Middleton was healthy, it would have been a very different story in the NFC. NFC still in football mode Eastern Conference and Al Horford again was a big part of their team and I think he's like 37 or 38 and we've seen with guys like Paul and Mark Gasol come to mind right away um once once you you kind of just hit a cliff in the NBA like there really is no graceful fall once well you're you you're forgetting block, Robert watched. Robert Williams is out to start the year too Right. So initially, I don't think they're going to be as impressive to open the season as people are probably have their expectation for. And sounds like sounds like this podcast is about to turn into a Celtics uh, hate train because I'm fully ready like to just like uh, write them off. Um, I think I think the Ime Udoka, Ime Udoka sorry, um, was incredibly responsible for their success last year. I think that he was essential to it. Like you said, they got hot. January, right before the All-Star break, rode that all the way to June. Props to him, right, to go beat Giannis in seven, 
uh, go through a stronger than it's been in the past Eastern Conference um, with very young stars still on. I mean, I think Tatum's a 23, right? 20, maybe 24 now. Like Brown's yeah. 25, 24. Uh, very still young core. They they kind of a, they overachieved for their age, right? They they got there a year early, as people like to say with teams like this. Um, and I think that that's true. And I give a huge responsibility to that to Ime Udoka. Now he's gone for the year. And I'm just not going to be shocked if this just sets them back three or four years. Uh, even when he comes back in 24, uh, I, I just am not going to be shocked if this year that, that locker room has a history of just blowing up. And I know Kyrie, you know, you can talk about that stuff, Kyrie. But it just this hasn't worked with anybody other than Ime Udoka. And barring unforeseen circumstances, I'm going to go on the limb and I'm just going to say I, I don't see it being that successful this year. Uh, they're not getting past – they're definitely not getting back to where they were last year. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. I think a finals run is – considering what went well for them and happened towards the end of the year last year, I think regardless if they had their entire unit healthy and Imedoka, I, I still think that's a tough ask for them to get back to the finals, especially the way the East looks this year. I mean, as talented as it was, DeJounte Murray came over and he's on the Hawks. Donovan Mitchell came over like he's definitely got significantly better. And part of that we're going to see tonight is the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey has been improving since he's been drafted. Having him next to Harden, I think Harden, if he's fully committed and is into this team, like it doesn't really, it's, we, we all know how much of a prima donna is, but like if the Sixers start off hot and do well, Harden's going to be fine. But it's just a matter of because of the player he thinks he is, they start off bad. We may not see him on the roster by the trade deadline. That's the way he operates. So I think at the end of the day, Sixers, in terms of the game tonight, I expect them to win, especially with no Robert Williams. I expect Joel and B to just dominate, come out and show why. Yeah, and, and just a heads up, I'm pretty sure the Celtics are favored. Yeah, I believe they probably are. But personally, in my head, I, I wouldn't favor them. I, I think the Sixers, even right now, have a better roster. Like that, they're starting five. They they got essentially everything they need. Well, they have the best. Five. They have the best regular season player in the history of the NBA. Running their point, you know. <laughs> when he's committed, you know, in in terms of uh, like the past season or two, like he's still a phenomenal player, but people are not like it's. The Rockets Harden we've seen in years past. That was by far like best regular season score we've probably seen in a while. Ian Phil's manipulating the fouling, you know, a little bit. I mean, I think that's a we don't need to go down that road, but yeah, it doesn't take away from the points he scored. It doesn't take it away, but like when like 14 of the 36 were from the line, at a certain point, you, you got to take that. In, I'm saying you got to take it into consideration. It, yeah, I mean, but they changed the rules. Not that so. he's a bad player. I just think he's one of those guys that's – those people are criminally underrated, and I'd argue to say that James Harden is criminally overrated in yeah. this term. He gets a lot of his numbers due to heavy volume and not necessarily his actual ability as a basketball player. My that's two fair. cents on it, but either way – We already bashed on the Celtics enough. I'm not going to bash on James Harden because I'd love to, but – I'll oh, I, I have to, especially beginning the season. I'm going to let people know right away. Some people I just, uh, 
either don't like, which I'm not going to come out and say, because, I mean, James Harden's still a big guy. If he saw me on the street, I'd probably get clobbered. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying um, he's probably just a guy that's I'm not as hopeful for, as we'll put it lightly. It's fair. Uh, I'll ask you, let me ask. I got a question for you, then. Where is – so you, you, we, we kind of discussed the Celtics – not very high on them this year. Where's the Sixers ceiling here? Where's what? Where do you see? I mean, could they make a finals run here? You think they could get yeah, through Milwaukee? Ceiling, that's that's a ceiling that they they could hit. Again, getting past the Bucks. Could they? Could, could they win against whoever comes out of the West? I could say so in the sense that it really does depend who comes out of the West. Even like a Nuggets, that would be interesting. I think Warriors, how do they guard Embiid? I think that you could even say that for like the Mavericks. Like there's just uh, the, the West is like pretty heavy guard orientated. Um, I, I would Except say for like, Jokic. we're talking ceiling, like ceiling. That's the Sixers ceiling right there. Like the, championship. There's no question. Yeah, if they play their full ability, and they got Harden and beat, you know, Kobe Shaq esque duo. Going. Where's the okay? If 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 the ceiling is a championship, where's the floor? Uh, the floor would be a first round exit. I think if they don't make playoffs. Somebody's got to get moved at the trade deadline, like a big piece. I think like a severe injury had to fall. I just don't look at this roster and see how they're not in, at least about 500. That's my got to be my floor. Even in an East that is tougher. I mean, we, we saw the Sixers. They're still able to win last year. Some games without Embiid. Like, uh, people sleep a lot on Tobias Harris. They were able to bring in P.J. Tucker. That's a very valuable role player. The reason he's still playing in the NBA at 38. He's probably a better 3 and D guys you can get. And he's played with Harden before. Um, they even got in some other bench guys like DeAnthony. DeAnthony Melton, who was really good at the Grizzlies last year. It's a name that people aren't going to really know, but if he gets more time with the Sixers and whatnot this year, I think you'll understand he's a very de- good defensive guard and scorer as well. But ultimately, they like pieces-wise – um, the way they stack up in the East, they to me right now are more threatening than the Celtics. I just I would that's agree. Depends on the opinion, and I know the Celtics got Malcolm Brogdon, but like that's not a crazy. That doesn't do. It makes them more efficient as a team, but all it really is is like a bigger, less of a three point threat. Peyton Pritchard, like he's he's, he's solid as it comes. Um, and it's an improvement, but like it's again, it's not something that is like screams to me they're going to get better. And they had a lot of veterans, so I think there's just going to be some natural decline there. I I have to agree. I, the Celtics have uh, a lot of bad. They have a lot of reasons to be down on them right now. So you know, it's not like I'm going on a limb and saying, oh, they got a bad coach, uh, or they have a bad coaching situation. They're going to be worse this year, right? Like it's the bad coaching situation on top of Robert Williams being out on top of aging vets be, who are a core, on top of a system that has – I think the coaching situation is really bad. It's never worked under anybody else. So unless it clicked so – I mean, they, they are all bought in even without Udoka. 
I, I don't know. I, we're yeah. going in circles, but I agree. I, I would not be shocked if we get to May and it's Bucks and Sixers fighting for that spot. Um, you know, bar injury. Uh, I'm very high on the Sixers this year. Um, the other game tonight is going to be Lakers and Warriors. Two teams on uh, very opposite sides of the spectrum, in my opinion, in the Western Conference. Mm. Um, we'll start with the Warriors. I think the ceiling is pretty clear here, but do you have any uh, contentions, like disagreements? It, it's really got to be Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. How is that really going to affect? We saw Draymond's effect on KD. Granted, that team still was fine because it's Kevin Durant. But, like, Jordan Poole just got paid. Edgerton Wiggins just got paid. Draymond did not. I think, end of the day, there could be inside quarrel in that locker room. And, I, listen, I just, in terms of we've seen the ceiling, it's the Warriors. They're very well coached. I don't think there's, like, to, for them to miss playoffs really isn't in the question. No, it's, it's, it, the, the Warriors right now somehow like literally define the term championship or bust. Pretty much. That, that's all that like because you're, you're in your kind of window, last window here with Steph and Clay. I, I, I mean, it's going to be for a longer time than people realize. Just Yeah, I don't think that play. that window is anywhere close to closing. You got, you're forgetting. Probably for sure. Yeah, with Steph and Clay. What about Kuminga and all these other 20-year-old guys that they have in pool? And uh, is it Moody? Yeah, Moses yeah Moody. And, and Moody coming up behind them. It's, I've never seen – it's like they literally have a minor league, in-house minor league team that they're just like, oh, yeah, you guys don't play any minutes. This was at least last year. You're, you're barely going to play any minutes unless we're blowing a team out. But you're, yeah. you're really good, and we're going to develop you, and you're going to feed it. It's like the, they're becoming the modern – the NBA's Patriots, it feels like. That's a very good comparison, and and in a I, in a I, league I really that's know. in a league that's dominated by star power, free agency, and big name trades, it's standing out as by far the most successful model. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if in ten years it's, it's it's copycatted. People are trying to do the same thing because it, it works better. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that that's very well said. There's not a lot I can really add in terms like we know who the Warriors are and it's really just going to take some unexpected decline for them to not be at a high level. And like you mentioned, this is the model of how a West Coast free agent attraction team with already, you know, budding stars, young talent should run. The Lakers, there was a point where they had LeBron and a bunch of young very, I mean, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Brandon, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Kyle Ingram, Kuzma, Julius Randle, all the hate he gets was there. D'Angelo Russell, Elo, exactly. There was so many assets they just kind of flubbed away to just get as much star power as possible. And I'm really the Bucks, you know, are a prime example. The Suns, if you can build off of homegrown stars, it is definitely way more club friendly way more team like roster friendly future friendly everything just works perfectly and if you manage it the way the warriors did this is the end result they got a team 
like I, I could guarantee you if their bench start like their starting five bench could be better than like the Jazz lineup this year. Like that's that's ridiculous <laughs> considering yeah. their bench can can probably compete with the bottom you know five NBA teams. That, that's just absurd. And because those guys are all 20, 21, 22. But to just kind of trail back to the Lakers, they are in a spot where we say it's, you know, championship or bust for the Warriors. It's it's still that expectation for the Lakers. As bad as they were last year, Whoa. They, they don't have any other options right now. They don't. I, I, they, I, are they you saying – hold on. Are you saying that they're – LeBron is in championship or bust mode at this point in his career, or are you saying that you actually think that they're able to contend for a championship? I think they will be more competitive than a lot of people are giving them credit for it already. In the sense that already Darwin Ham is entertaining the idea and probably should do something. Because listen, Darwin Ham is a great coach. He used an assistant behind Coach Bud for a while. He's been in the league for a while. When he took over at times, like, he's going to do fine with this team in the regular season. Playoff time, health, and, you know, just obvious concerns with the lack of floor spacing is an issue. But we've seen it time and time again, like when LeBron is, you know, fully healthy, like we'll say 70 of 82 games. If Anthony Davis, and this is a big if, because it really hasn't happened since his New Orleans days, but let's, let's say, like, the trajectory is he finally plays a full season. I'm really curious as to what that team looks like. Like, I, I'm genuinely wondering. That's probably, like, because LeBron, as much as people like to knock on him and whatnot, still averages, like, 25-7-7. Where, where do you rank Anthony Davis in, in terms of big men in the league right now? Right now, in terms of big men, he's – off the top of my head, I'm thinking probably around four or five. Um, that's you again, have Jokic above him. Yes. Yeah. Jokic. I would have Giannis and Bead. Um, you could, you know. You so okay. Coach. So we're we're relatively on the same page. We don't need to go like down the line, but I guess yeah. I just don't see it for the Lakers. I don't. I felt like last year it was an implosion. You have all these young guys basically turning their back on LeBron, saying this guy just sits here and yells at us. To, like we're, he tra- makes trades. The GM is a fail. Like this doesn't work. I don't know what they've acquired that's going to like realistically be such a drastic change. Yes, if Anthony Davis is on the floor, they're going to win more games. I don't think that that makes them win more playoff games, though. I don't think they're a better team. Than, I mean, could they sneak into the playoffs? Yeah, but I, I don't think that they're a better team than the Clippers. I don't think they're a better team than the Warriors or the Nuggets or the Suns. And now that's half of the top of the Western Conference right there. And, I, and those are like shoe-ins. Like if you disagree with that, you look weird. You look like a Braun, you know, a Braun stand at that point. If you disagree, if you think the Lakers roster looks better than these teams. So, and, and look – debate with i could debate with the suns and the aspects of just the way their offseason played out how badly they lost last year chris paul already showed some decline i don't think that suns roster got any better and i'm saying lakers roster definitely did get better people are sleeping on 
not only the fact they could probably realistically make another move to get a piece, even if it's not like super great. They already, if they have everybody healthy, LeBron and AD is already like, that's nice. Having Patrick Beverly, all right. You could find a young, you know, guy or like a shooter or something. They're still looking for that. Would be good. I don't think Westbrook <laughs> yeah. can play any bad or worse than he did last year. But I still think having him off the bench, that makes their bench unit better. It might play better for the team overall. But, like, it's just a matter of, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, we saw this team win a championship not, like, what, two or three years ago. Like, I know it was the bubble ring and whatnot, but they were there, and they were both healthy. And as bad as last year looked, I'm in that boat of, like, you don't really want to bet against LeBron, no matter how many people have bad personal opinions or, you know, crazy good opinions on him. At the end of the day, you have to look at him as one of the greats of this game. Putting it past him when the guy was putting 50 on the Warriors last year, granted it was the regular season, but, like, if he's on and, like, they get hot, I'm not putting anything by them. I think having Darvin Ham and the coaching he'll implement, they'll probably be a 50-win-plus team this year. And I know that might, again, be high expectation for people, but I think they had, like, 37 or 38 wins last year. And the wow. problem played like we're not even, dude. We're not even in the hot take segment. Uh, you can say that all you want, but like, listen, AD fifty did wins. Not, AD did not play, and LeBron was hampered most of the year, and they got thirty-eight games. Who did they add they were, besides they Patrick Beverly? That is significant here. It's the it's literally the idea that you're you didn't have Anthony Davis and like a guy who we just all both universally agreed is top five big in the league. And is now going to be playing next to LeBron. I guess that I'm just. Alone, I guess alone. I'm just under the impression. I just don't see him staying healthy again. Like I just and don't. That's fine, but it's if he's healthy, you're almost looking at it like they they got like LeBron and like Christian Wood or like Bobby Portis. It's like no, like this is Anthony Davis, man. Like no, if those I don't two disagree. Guys are on the floor for seventy to eighty-two games, I think that's fifty-plus wins. So you think that they could come out of the West staying healthy? You think that the Lakers are capable of winning a championship this year? Uh, they're not. I have them up there, but like it would take a insane conference final like appearance because I you don't, don't think a, they're beating the Warriors. I don't think they're beating the Warriors, and I don't think they'd beat the Nuggets either. I would agree with both of those. I don't think those those two. The Nuggets look bad because they literally didn't have like their team here in Jamal Murray like, <laughs> the know? whole year, yeah, and they still were like a six seed, right? And yeah, they still got a six seed. Now they get those guys back, and we saw them again. They almost were the guys that made it to that finals in the bubble. So yeah, I I just have to say on like that front, I don't think like in my opinion, I don't think the Lakers are making a finals run this year. But it's also, like, I think they're going to do damage in the playoffs. And this might even, you know, be more of a conversation once the All-Star break rolls around. They might have made a trade or two, and we see how the team actually looks. But that's just my outlook so far. And, yeah, I mean, we'll see right away tonight, honestly. Like, if Anthony Davis is – we'll see how he moves around, stuff like that. If he's still got it. Um, but in the limited, again, it's preseason. In the limited action you did get, though, he looked good. He looked like he was still the same old self. 
We'll see. Um, we can we can transition that now into our playoff picks. Um, so I have I have seeded out the West and the East, and I have my finals predictions. Um, I guess we could do this dramatically. We could start. Let's start with the let's start with the West, I guess, and, and I'll go eight. You go eight. I'm assuming yours is seeded out as well. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with the eight seed, and we'll just work our way up. How about that? Yeah. No, it sounds good. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, my eight seed in the West is the Trailblazers. Nish. Yeah, I didn't have them. I I didn't have them making it all. Uh, I like I, this gets weird too with these bottom teams with the play in and stuff. Like you're Perfect. like. I'm basically saying that if the Blazers are good enough to get to the play-in, Dame's back, and in the play-in, I'm taking Damian Lillard to will them to the playoffs. That's fair. I just – I think the Timberwolves getting Rudy Gobert, they already were oh. in playoffs. I mean, they're going to get – that's what I mean. The fact that they're at eight, I think how deep this West is, that's why I was like, Trailblazers, if they get the play-in, they're going to be like 10, and I just – I don't think they're going to beat my other playing team at seven. Who's your seven? The Lakers? The Suns. And you're going to be like, really? But as you hear the rest of the standings, it's not only very possible, it's actually like, it's it's crazy possible. Why? Okay, no. We need need some. All right. You know what? should Should I just read off? mine and then we'll go yours yeah that's fine. I, think, I think that'll get a gauge we we, we need some explanation here because timberwolves sons right that's the two like get in teams at number six would be the grizzlies and we would say that they are a better regular season team than sons and number five i had the clippers because they got john wall along with a healthy Kawhi leonard paul george like Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, that team is loaded depth-wise. So they're at five. Mavericks are at four. Yeah, that, that They made it to the conference finals. Nothing really needs to be said about that. Lakers at three because, again, I have very high expectations for them. And you got – I had the Nuggets at two, Warriors up. That's – uh, uh, all right. Here's my so points like, of contention. I think it might have muxed – like just really made everything bad – or I guess if we have such varying opinions on the Lakers, because that kind of knocked a lot of oh, teams yeah. out of the spot for me. But even then, I still have the Suns at six. I think the Suns are – okay, so I will – here's the disclaimer on predicting the seeding in the NBA playoffs is the difference between the one seed and the five is like two games sometimes or it's three games. Right. It, it, like that's like, you know, you're getting – you're really just predicting like – Who's going to be in your A tier of like three to four teams? Who's going to be in the play-in? And who's going to be a solid team and be in those middle seeds, right? So, yeah, we have grossly did just grossly different opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not even it's not, not even, even close. close. Uh, they're not even in my play-in discussion. I think they're going to be bottom of the league. I, I just yeah, and that's just I don't I don't see that either. They almost didn't play last year. I, I did concede. I, I did concede if. Anthony Davis is healthy. It's it's a conversation. I just don't think he will be. That's all right. So uh, I'll I'll run down mine then. So at the eight, I said Blazers um, because I explained Dame. At seven, I have the Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
young talent, Zion's back. They're kind of everybody's sleeper team, and at that point, they're not really a sleeper team anymore. I, I have to agree with that. There's a lot of hype around them right now, but uh, I think some of it's valid. I mean, you add C.J. McCollum to the mix uh, to a team that was decent, and now they get Zion back. It could be really good, at least good enough to get a seven seed. Uh, six seed, I have the Mavericks. Um, this is just because I just don't – I don't know if they got much better. I, I, this to me is like this is to me is just kind of like I I could see them at four like you had them I could I don't see them being one or two um, but I, like I, I just don't see them winning fifty five games I see them winning forty five to fifty ish fifty one ish right like um, just because they don't it's just the Lucas show still like <laughs> you know and, and he's an awesome player I love watching him but like. One guy's not enough in today's league, um, and that's just the way they, they the way they roll. Uh, five, I have the Clippers. So give or take, I think we had them in the exact same spot. Actually, I think you had the Clippers at five, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So agree with you. Agree with you there. I, I one and two are going to be, but I'm curious as the three and four is. I feel like you're. Just- oh, you're about to be in for. You're about to be in for a surprise here. Um, oh, and I'll, ex- I'll explain. Okay. Uh, four, I have the Warriors. This is based, this is based off of, I look, we'll get to it. The Warriors are my finals oh. pick. The Warriors are my finals pick, but we're talking about the NBA regular season here. Okay. I think they the Warriors, were the first seed last year. Were they not? They were, they were, but I just, they're coming off championship layover. What incentive do they have to go chase the number one seed? I just think they're going to be a couple games off. I'm going to put them at four. Okay, I I, I just think they're going to be a couple games, games off. off. Four, yeah, four, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I have the Nuggets at three, give or take. I think the Nuggets are a better regular season team. Um, they're but we discussed. Yeah, I think you had them at three too, so that's fair. Number two, <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. This is a copycat take. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback this i heard this on another podcast i'm just gonna disclaimer shout out to this take because i actually wholeheartedly agree with it let me ask you something okay of all the teams in the west what team has the most to prove this year the lakers yeah and then probably the clippers okay you could argue the mavericks need to get it done what team would be most incentivized to chase a number one or number two seed in the playoffs and boast that. Grizzlies, maybe? No. Well, yes, but no. The Timberwolves. At two. I think that the Timberwolves, when compared to these other teams that are real championship contenders, I think the Timberwolves are going to be the story of the season where they're going to win a bunch of games and they're going to be frauds in the playoffs. Well, maybe not frauds, but they're not gonna—they're not gonna make it out of the West under any circumstance. But I think they're gonna be an incredible regular season team. They have really good interior defense. They have Anthony Edwards. I think he's gonna continue to take a step forward. I really like their roster. I really like their young core. The, you added the best defender in the league, arguably. I think that the Timberwolves—this is the same team that celebrated like they won the Super Bowl when they won a play-in game. I think that they have incentive to go grab a two seed and be like, or, or one seed, and be like, yeah, we're the best team in the West, and then get five game, you know, losing five to the Warriors or something stupid. Okay, so here's my only issue with this take. And 
you, you got it. You got to explain to me what's going on. That means you're one spot with neither. I would just, I would agree with considering I had these teams at six and seven. One of them is in their one spot, which is the Suns or Grizzlies. And one is not even in the playoff picture. <laughs> so uh, please enlighten me because I think I, the, I, I think that the Grizz, this is one of my hot takes. I think the Grizzlies lose in the play in. That's insanity because they were winning like 20, they were like 20 and 10 without jaw. Like, I think like they're they better. I think last year they were a better team without jaw. That's statistically true. I think that they're that, that team on paper is not as good as they performed. I think they overperformed without jaw. And I think that they come back to reality a little bit here and they miss the playoffs. I'm just gonna have to disagree. I, I just like, when I look, at, like <laughs> look it's fair. I, I totally recognize it's a very hot take. There's no way that the Trailblazers are like, yeah, I'm confident this team gets some playoffs. And you're so confident the Grizzlies won't. Hey, hey, I, I said, no, I said the Grizzlies are losing the play in to the Trailblazers. That's insane to me. Like, like just the fact, like, who's Jaron Jackson is going to destroy in that game? Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks are way better wing help. I understand it's a hot take. Like it's not even like it's not even in the ballpark. First, like the, the Trailblazers win the lottery. I, oh man, that's that's almost criminal. And then the, the Suns are going to be at the one. What did they do to get better? Nothing. They're only get worse from no, age. they're just a great regular season team who's good every year, and they're not going to go to the finals. My two, my favorite finals picks out of the West are the Warriors and Nuggets, um, and it, the Suns are going to do what they do. They're going to win close to sixty games because that's what they do in the regular season, and then they're going to fall off in the playoffs. But like I said, I, I think you're you're misunderstanding some of my takes here. Is just because I put the T Wolves at two does not mean I consider them to be a contender. Because the you'll see this theme in the when I go to the East too. The regular the season that two and no Grizzlies is like saying you think the T Wolves are far better than the Grizzlies. And like when I look at both rosters, like I can't even say that. Like I can. Like I, I like you could at their full potential, the Timberwolves could be, but like they don't even have a player that's as proven as Jai's at this point. Like it's, I, I think like you gotta let's look at it and look at like what they did in the regular season, like. I, I don't know. I just – I want I want to make sure around halfway mark of the season, we hold these takes accountable. Look, I, I know I, it's a hot take. I know it's a hot take. Like, okay. I, I, this needs to be, like – Maybe we should, have led, we should have led with the hot takes before we did our – for for our predictions. No, I, I think, honestly, this is the hot take segment turned from predictions to just – because – I will be. I'm going. To, I will take the fall if we halfway through the season the Lakers still look like crap. Oh, I'll, I'll own up to I'll, it too. I'll, like, I'll, don't. I'm not gonna jump off the shit. I, I'm just. I don't want to completely count them out as much as like how bad it was last. Look, year. this is this is. Hey, this T Wolves take is coming from the guy who picked the Colts to go to the Super Bowl. And I understand, but even like the Colts take is coming around. Like, and I at the time was even in like yeah. At their full potential, all right. You're not but, okay, but like, let me re- really emphasize this. 
The NBA regular season is almost never actually indicative of who the best teams are. Yes and no. Like, the Warriors were clearly the best team last year, and that they got it done. Yeah, there are exceptions, the but, like, their championship, they like were up there. you can't tell me that the Timberwolves would not be like, oh, I'm going to just – we're going to go all in every – like, the Warriors 73-win season. That's the Timberwolves' attitude because they this is the best roster they probably ever had on paper in the history of their franchise, and they're going to be in the playoffs. We both agree on that. And so I just think that like the difference of eight games between the top of the playoffs and maybe the bottom, they're gonna like go balls out for it. And I, I'm yeah, I'm not denying that they're gonna they're definitely gonna be like a lot better team than last year. Because the Warriors, the Warriors don't care if they like have to go to four, Minnesota four for an extra like game. The highest I feel comfortable putting them. I just like it. Just you gotta think like they play in the West. Like them having a better record. Like, trying to keep pace with great regular season teams is interesting to me. But, uh, again, we will see kind of right away. Like, at this team's ceiling, we I think I, I would acknowledge it's it could be a legitimate two-seed, like, contender threat if Anthony Edwards turns into, like, a somewhat Jason Tatum level. That's where – hey, that's where the take is, too, okay? That's, right. yeah, we'll get into that, awards. Like, at Gobert. And then Delos are fourth option. That's a crazy team. If it all where, out. where was this team's weakness last year? Interior defense, because Cat's soft. You just added the best interior defender in the league, right? So it's it's definitely there will be improvement for sure. And Edwards is only going to get better, right? It's and yeah, it's really just it's they got really the best ceiling, but they could disappoint. But I really I, I think that they had one of the best offs, if not the best off season in the league. Mm. I'd have to double check that. Like realistically, look, yeah, we could double check it, Cavs, but like the Cavs got, they gave up. Cavs is fair. Cavs is fair. Cavs is fair. You know, I'll give like, you that. Even the Hawks pick up, I think, is really slept down. I would take. I would take the. Yeah, we should get to the East, but I'll say this: I would take the T Wolves offseason over the Cavs, or not the Cavs, the Hawks. Okay, I was like, yeah, the Hawks. I think that's I'll give you the cat. I'll give you the Cavs. They they fleece the Jazz for Cavs. They they definitely look bad. But all right, let 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 let's let's go to the East here. All right, um, you you're up, your turn. Yeah, because as much as I love the Cavs, they still only fall at eight here. Dude, do this sense. You got you got to hear the rest. You got to hear the rest of the East, dude. <laughs> this is oh my gosh no i don't I, think they're better than the bulls you can maybe make this catch so that maybe they do but you don't DeRozan, think the Cavs are better than the bulls DeRozan and zach Levine is better than any of their top two both of those individual i think are better than Donovan mitchell stat wise that was a fact last and year. jared allen and darius garland I mean, Darius Scarlett, yeah, he's good. Again, I think he's like a 20-point The Cavs like, roster is so much deeper than the Bulls, it's not even funny. It's deeper, it is. But, like, in terms of, like, you're, they're really banking on – because Jared Allen's not a scorer. Like, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland have to show up, but that's two six-one guards. Like, this team, as great as it looks on paper, I think is going to run into a couple just problems, especially playing in, in East with a lot of bigs, like just very good bigs big guards like 
that having two just guards that like when they switch they're just problems that bothers me that that really is something like i want to see it to believe it i think they could go as high as four three i mean they could be really high up there it's just i don't like it especially the way the rest of my just seedings go out i mean the um, Cavs were like competing for a four seed last year i know they fell off but like they got in the play and yeah and they they even got carol's work back like there was no reason for the fall off they just did because like they have talent, but it's a lot of young talent that's not naturally as consistent. I know what I'm getting from DeRozan and Zach Levine every night. And the Bulls. So, like, where do you have the Bulls? I have them at seven. That's what I was saying. I had them okay. right above the Cavs. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, I didn't have them way up there. I have, I have Bulls at seven, Cavs at eight. And number six, I have the Hawks because at the end of the day, the Hawks were a playoff conference finals team against the Bucks with just Trey Young. I think giving him a defensive guard specialist right next to him. Who can also – the yeah. Hawks finally – I actually like their – they're probably the third best offseason. I think DeJounte Murray is finally somebody else on that team who can actually, like, handle the ball mm-hmm. and be the ball-dominant player on the floor and, like, allow Trey to hopefully take on maybe more of a Steph role in terms of off-ball movement and whatnot. Uh, I Agreed. think that could really elevate his game. But – We'll see if they take it that way. The least is you have somebody else who can bring the ball up the floor. No doubt. Uh, yeah, that, that team, is. it looks a lot better. And even then, it's like having them at six. I was like, ah, oh, it almost feels low. But then, like, there's the rest of, like, the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I have the Heat at five. They just didn't get better. They're old team. So, like, ultimately, I think that's the fair spot for them. I could see them honestly going even a bit lower. But Celtics, I have to just respect them at this point and keep them at four. They were in the finals last year. I do expect some fall off, but at the end of the day, they're better than teams I previously listed. Now, this is where I think things get interesting because at full potential, not all the problems, a roster of KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons looks interesting. But I'm just like, I'm going to bank more on consistency, which I kind of like to do which sometimes helps me in picks, sometimes doesn't. I'm going to keep them at three. I don't – I love – as much as I love KD, and I think Kyrie's become underrated at this point when he plays, they they got bounced bad by the Celtics last year. And all those internal things going on and whatnot, we have no idea if it's resolved. I just don't so, think Ben Ben Simmons answers those problems in the slightest. Defensively, he does, but, like, there's already question marks on offense, and I really do question the fit. And he's one of those guys that, like, again, if things aren't going his way, he's going to cause problems. Same yeah. as Kyrie. So. And, and KD. And KD. Like, just plain and simple. It's a lot of personalities to manage. And they just didn't look too good against the Celtics. Like, the only reason they just get the nod is because I'm expecting a lot of improvements and the fact that they know the roster they're going to have this year. They're not halfway through the season. We got to trade hard and flip half our roster, like, that's a big, really big thing for any team and first-year head coach like Steve Nash to overcome. But uh, at two, then, I'm going to have the 76ers. I mean, it's – I touched Fair. on it earlier. We know where they're at. And obviously biased. But, like, the Milwaukee Bucks went healthy. Or arguably, like, you could argue, would have given the Warriors fight last year. Just given what the Celtics were able to do, like – 
they match up extremely well with everybody. Giannis is just – he's a tough cover. He's a tough guy to get past. And with the rest of the personnel we added, I think ultimately, like, I like just the fact it's, it's going to sound generic and basic, but a Bucks warriors finals doesn't seem out of the question to me. I know I'm jumping ahead of the finals prediction, but, like, I, I really think those two teams are going to go – they're going to stay healthy and just be leaps and bounds ahead of everybody this year. I'm thinking like 60 wins plus for both of these teams. That's wow. my take. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I, I mean, to bet on anybody to win 60 games is that's significant. Significant, and it's again all banking on health of the core. There's little, you know, injuries here and there. They miss a couple games, all right, but you know, I'll walk that back if I see like Middleton already looks like he's out the first couple of weeks. We'll see if that turns out to be any longer, but yeah. That's that's yeah. how I feel. I'm curious to see your your seedings though for the East. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Drastic. Game, it's it's gonna be as flagrant as the West. Man. Oh, it, it's gonna be very flagrant. Um, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, really, it comes down to a core difference in opinion on one team. But um, okay, at number eight, I have the Bulls. Uh, I think they're gonna win a playoff game. A play play in game. Sorry. Um, right. I, we kind of agreed seven, eight. Here. Yeah, I'm not pushing back on that. Um, I, I think this is fair. It's going to come down to a couple games. They're going to beat somebody to sneak into this eight spot. You know, barring injury or not, this was a team that was actually the number one seed before they had some significant injuries last year. I don't think that they're going to be good enough to come out of the East. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Bucks or the Sixers uh, or to the Nets even for that matter. But um or the Heat, or the Celtics. You get where I'm going with this. That's why I have them at eight. Yeah. So, with that being said, at seven, uh, I, I agree. I have the Hawks here. Um, I agree. It feels low. You had them at six, I believe. It feels yeah. low. But when you look at everybody else, it's like, man, this is – it's going to take a drastic change. And I don't know if DeJounte Murray is a plus-10 win guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I I'd give him five. I give him. They say that just due to the fact he was on the Spurs. No, I love Dejounte. Don't get me wrong. I actually like. I love Dejounte Murray. I just underrated. I think he's extremely underrated. He was a wagon for me last year, and in terms of gambling and bets, he was so consistent, whatnot. But I, I I just don't see him giving ten more wins to the to the Hawks. You know, to put them in that upper reps. I could be wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I love Trey Young. I like watching him play. I'd love to see him take that next step. Don't see it happening this year. I think they're they're a big man away, um, a new big man. I don't. We can discuss that in a later date. But for sure, um, six. I have the Nets. Uh, internal mm-hmm. problems. Same thing. I just don't. I don't. I, KD's as a, low as that sounds, and I could, if I wanted to be like harp on it. I, I I'm not going to in the sense that I kind of see like where you're coming from it's just internal issues uh, yeah like like, you want to talk about like is DeJounte Murray 10 wins like is Ben Simmons a couple that many more wins like no no No, he's not and um do they if they I agree with your take that they could be a top four seed um if Steve Nash figures it out and whatnot but KD wanted Steve Nash fired this offseason like there's so many issues going on here and um I think that's as low as you can put them because I don't think yeah. they're a playoff team. But yeah. like I would agree, like that range of like three to six is like even 
I think three where I put them as the highest. They also they also are not going to care about their record in the regular season. They're not. Agreed. Agreed. They they, they scream like fall in the kind of middle that you know. East they'll care about not being in the play in, but they're not going to care about being a top seed. And they don't care about home court. They don't. They don't care. All that stuff. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. But okay. Five, five. I already said I was down on this team. I have the Celtics, uh, which is right around where you had them. I have four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I we've already talked about them. You know, I, I think the coaching issue. I think they're still a solid roster. I think they're still going to win enough games to be a, a mid tier team here. Four. I have the Heat. Uh, I actually kind of wow. wish I'd have, I wish I'd have put them a little lower, but I, you know, I don't really I like their off season. Itself. Like I would give their off season an F. Like they needed to go out and get do something, and they're really just they're running it back with a team that they weren't going to beat the Bucks healthy. They okay, they almost beat the Celtics, but like Kyle Lowry's going to get worse. Yeah, they're only yeah. getting older. Uh, they re-signed Hero for the six man, and I like it, but I just think they overpaid a little bit. But they had no other options, and I. Yeah. Four, I think four seed at best, East Finals is their ceiling. Again, you know, I, I just don't see them beating this whoever the Bucks or whoever else might be there. Could be wrong. Right. Could eat those words. This could be the year that they finally break that Jimmy Butler breaks through. But I don't think yeah. it's sure. I think it would have happened earlier. I, I yeah. really do. I think he's past the prime of his career. And like you said, I think four, like four is kind of the ceiling because. Uh, honestly, like if they get to the conference finals, great. I, I really think that this might be the year they lose in like the divisional round, and people are like, "All right, we we need to reset this team." I agree. To buy something else. Who's three? So Who's this three? is. I, I'm going to preface with the team. I think like I, I I'm going to I'm going to start asking questions for sure. Oh, you're going to be asking questions. Uh, three. Let me preface this. Um, the threshold between three and four is way bigger than any other threshold in the West or the East, anywhere else. So my top three teams in the East are like within two games, three games of each other, and probably three games separated from the four. All right. So yeah, I, yeah. there's a gap here. Okay. With that being said, I have the Bucks at three. I I fully agree with everything you said. I I look. This comes back to the same thing of the regular season doesn't matter to real contenders. They don't care about the difference between 55 wins and 58 wins. They don't care. So with that being said, my, the, the Bucks are my, one of my favorite picks to win the Eastern Conference. They are the best team and the team to beat in the East. I don't think they'll be the number one seed. If we were to do a power That's rankings, fine. if we were to do a power rankings, they'd be number two in the league. Yeah, so I mean, so, okay. Well, all right. Well, we'll have to. Yeah, the finals pick is really gonna be interesting to me because I just can't sit here and tell people that, or even defend the fact that the Cavs are a better team than the Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that. That's but they could be a regular, better, better regular and season. Team. Right, and like if that's what we're going with is like, because if you're really telling me Cavs and T Wolves are like actually like top contenders, no, in no, that and this goes back to the T Wolves take too. It, this is about the yeah. regular season. If we were doing our rankings, this is a completely different discussion. <laughs> I would not rank the T Wolves number two in the West in power rankings. Um, but I'm going on a lemon hot take there. So two. With that being said, we're going to keep going on the two. I have the Sixers, which is 
fine. I'm honestly, I'm over this. Yeah, you, you got your regular season criteria, and you, you, you have this thing that you think that, like the Grizzlies did before the Jazz, like got teams that have young stars and are looking to improve are going. I to think teams. I can, I'm, I can respect that take and how you're committed to it. I just had to clarify, clarify for my own sanity and the listeners that you don't power rankings, power rankings, and regular season record predictions are not the same thing. Let okay. me, I'm just going that, to that clarify is, yeah. that yet again for the viewers here. Right. I do that not is, think the Cavs are a better team and have a better chance of winning the championship than the Milwaukee Bucks or the Sixers for that matter. I do, however, think they are a young, talented, deep team with one of the nicest-looking young cores in the league. They are. This is the. They are no longer a young core team. They are a. We are. They've made the move to jump to the class of contender, and I think that we will see that jump respected in a 58, 56 to 60 win season that amounts in a conference semifinals loss to the Bucks. All right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a very accurate prediction and one I'll enjoy hearing. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's really all I got to say. Is like uh, now I understand where you're coming from. Less less upset, definitely. I, I do think I, I really uh, the Grizzlies not making a playoff. That's a hot take. That's my that's hottest. Gonna be, that's gonna be, yeah, that is that's a hot take. Um, and again, we'll see ultimately. But you've kind of, you know, dove into how we think the story of the NBA season is going to play out in terms of these teams will have high records but may not go as far in the playoffs. Some will do better due to that, vice versa. Award winners. We'll get the easy one out of the way. Or not, not to say easy one, the one that everyone looks at, everyone talks about all year long, you know, the MVP. MVP. Right? Who, who, who do you got? Uh, I have two guys that I really like. Um, I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to take Embiid. Uh, I think he's due. <laughs> that's that's kind of how this award works a little bit. Like, you know, if somebody's really close one year and then they don't get it and they're not going to give it to Jokic for a third time in a row because there's always voter fatigue with this. Um, yeah. I think Embiid's due, and as stupid as it is, last season is going to count towards his reputation to win it this year. That's that's a fair shake on it, and I'm not going to say Embiid's a bad choice, but I do think it will go to Luka, and it's for Grant, both these guys, in terms of like talent, what they bring to their teams, like it's 1A and 1B, you could argue for either guy, like, they're, they're top of the NBA in terms of ability, talent-wise. It's just the fact that now Embiid has to play next to Harden for an entire year. I think naturally that will bring his numbers down a bit just because he's not going to do as much. doesn't have to. doesn't make him a worse player. It's just his stats aren't going to be as great as they were last year. And like we brought up earlier, the Mavericks definitely, like, they got worse. They lost Jalen Brunson. I just as much he, as the Knicks overpaid for him, that was a 20 points per game that – now he's going to have to be made up. And I have a feeling by 10 of that's going to go to Luka. I don't know if the Mavericks are going to be a better team this year. I just think Luka's stats are probably going to be nuts. Here's my problem with here's my pro, here's my problem with picking Luka. Is to win the MVP, 
There are exceptions to this. Jokic was an exception, but you generally have to be a top three or four team in your respective conference. Like generally speaking, like that's fair. And that's why I'm like, I'm going off that. Yeah. You're going off that, which is fair. If you think they take the leap, I just, he'd have to average like 37 points, which is actually possible. It'd have to be a ludicrous thing where it's like, okay, how do we not give it to this guy? Like he's shattering scoring records while getting X amount of triple doubles and averaging eight assists and however many rebounds. Like, yes, it's clear cut. Uh, but I'm just going to play it safe. Like I said, I played it safe and took the, the guy on the team. The best player on the team, I think, is going to win more games. Um, Steph was my secondary pick. But for the exact same, for the exact same reasons. All right. No, no, no. I can respect that. And uh, personally, I know you're like, yeah, he has to average 37. I think he's definitely over 30 this year. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> That's I, not like, a debate I, or a hot take. It, like, it might be close. And uh, that's what I, I'm, you know, it's it's out of limb. If they get that four seed, he puts up those type of numbers. I do think he gets the crown. But you mentioned there is, uh, depends, I guess, how much of an uphill battle people view that as. Yeah. And, you know, we both agree Sixers aren't going to be up there this year. So, yeah. And Beach, definitely solid uh, in terms of sixth man. I know that's kind of a completely oh. different direction because that's that's really all stats in my I'll opinion. go I'll go first here. Uh and this is why I didn't take Steph. Uh I'm gonna take Jordan Poole. Yeah um, I, I think he's I think he's the odds favorite, uh which is it's I hate doing that, but uh, I, there's really not many better six men out there. You could maybe make an argument for Westbrook if he like completely accepts this role and makes a complete turnaround in his time in LA but I don't see that happening in a million years. So, yeah, I'm taking Jordan Poole. Yeah, and that's honestly – it's like you said, he's a betting favorite. And honestly, the guy I'm going with is pretty much a Jordan Poole archetype. <laughs> I mean, Tyler Hero got paid yeah. for doing his six-man work. I think ultimately because he's – like Westbrook still needs to accept the role. I believe Tyler Hero has. I'm hoping they use him more in like a Jamal Crawford, like Lou Williams capacity of like he gets like 30 minutes plus a game. And just due to that fact, you know, if he stays on the bench as a sixth man all year long, I would see him winning it. I could also see the case that Kyle Lowry, they don't have any other guards. They just they play bad at guard. He gets forced in there. Um, it's just I, I just think due to opportunity, he's gonna have higher numbers. Jordan Poole's behind Steph and Clay. Like we saw him perform, we saw him do his thing. So it's not like it's a bad pick. I just like I'm going. With I don't think Hero's a bad pick either. Like I yeah, think it's, a it's, just, it's going with uh, like where where I think the most opportunity lies. And if those players are gonna take advantage of it, I think Luca will. I think Tyler Hero will. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's fair. Um, how about your defensive player of the year? As easy as it would be to just say Gobert, I think he's won it so many times that it's like, like, like if it's, I'll just say it this way. If it's not Gobert, I'll go with Bam out of bio. Just, I know I'm kind of going on like a heat kick here, but 
he's shown that ability. I think at the end of the day, the East has gotten a lot better. So I think a lot of those games are going to be televised more. I, I really think Bam's going to shine. That's just my two cents. I think he's gotten kind of criminally underlooked as a defender. Um, have to agree. It, it, yeah, it's it's here's it's my really, second pick. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a hype based thing, and so like if people kind of see him, you know, doing work down low, like just keeping that Heat team afloat alongside Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, really. Uh, well, the Heat are really go, bad without Adebayo on the floor. That was very evident last year. Right, I think it will it will bode well for him in terms of voters' minds. Um, because I think, quite frankly, like, people kind of saw in the playoffs and whatnot. Like, yeah, Smart Smart is a great defender, but, like, defense player of the year, it's very hard to get that as a guard just because it's, you can lock down one guy. But, like, we're talking usually the, the defense player, your bigs, can lock down the entire paint. They can – every time they switch, they're a threat. I, when I look at Bam, it's like you switch him on a guard, you're not really that worried. And that's really the only knock on Gobert. But – if it, I'm like he gets kind of every year, so if it's not Rudy Gobert, I'd go with him. But I'm curious as to who you're going to say. Um, so I'm I'll say this: I really like Rob Williams as a pick, uh, but he's hurt, so I feel like that sets him back. He kind of a sleeper pick, but I don't think he can win it because he's going to miss these games. Um, and going with the T Wolves being the two seed, I think it's only right that I have to take Rudy Gobert here um, because that's I think fair. that's what propels them to the two seed is their stout defense led by Rudy Gobert. Um, so I yeah. know it's it's another odds-on favorite, but um, maybe not quite the odds-on favorite, but um, I, I have to, you know, stay loyal to myself here and honor, you know, how I think the season's going to go. So, For sure. Yeah, um, his sake, I mean, like he's he's that guy. Like I, I'm, I even said before my take, if it's not Rudy Gobert, Fully anticipating that if there's a guy that's gonna like repeat and get it again, it's it's gonna be him. Due to that fact you mentioned, like there's gonna be all the eyes on the Timberwolves and their defense now. It's like, well, they got Rudy Gobert, they got the Twin Towers with Cat. He's gonna get all the narrative and stories he'll need. All he has to do is just average like two blocks and do his thing. So yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I would say yeah, a very solid and. Probably most, I would say, predictable award pick this year. I think MVPs, honestly, could be a more interesting race than people give it credit for. Um, I have to agree. Um, how about your How about your rookie of the year? This one's a little interesting. It is interesting. It is. And um, there's some names that come to mind. I do just want to because. Initially, if he didn't get hurt, it would be Chet for sure. Because I, I think if Chet was playing with the Thunder roster, they could even be like a sleeper playing team. But now that he's not, it's like they're, they're probably still in the same mindset. Um, no, they're getting Victor. Oh, yeah. Webinyama. Oh, man. Yeah. They, they pull that off to me nuts. But in terms of just rookie of the year for this year, it sounds so bland, but like I, I just I see Paolo doing well. I see him probably having the highest numbers of the prospects. Jabari Smith, I mean, is decent, like, all right. Keegan Murray, I could see his potential, but I still think, like, Sabonis is going to get the most time down low. I have, I have a little bit of a sleeper pick here. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah I t- I'm taking I'm taking Jaden Ivey. Pistons, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's just enough. There's enough. I think he's an athletic freak. He's a really he's just a good all around player, um, uber athletic. And I think there's enough lack of scoring and ability uh, in Detroit that I think he could take on a pretty decent role pretty early. And uh, I know it's a sleeper pick, but I, I could see it panning out well. And and he averages the most points out of any rookie. Um, but. Yeah, I think that you're going with Paolo, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's the safe, right, correct pick. So, yeah. No, I, and listen. It's I, not I, like it, – it, this is a weird year with the rookies. It's not like you have a clear cut, like, oh, Zion's going to win rookie of the year. Like, you know. Yeah, it seems like Paolo's the best player. But, like, there's situations, like you mentioned, with, like, Jay Nivey. If like Sabonis, you know, goes down, or like they find yeah. in Murray, like there's some guys that could sneak away with it. But no, I, I think Jaden Ivey honestly could become that next scorer. That you know they got Kate Cunningham now they get Jaden Ivey. I mean, Detroit may do some interesting things next year. I don't think they're gonna do many things. Um, so in terms of like what we got left, so we got to still got to crown our coach of the year. Coach of the year, most improved player, and uh, comeback player of the year. Okay. So, yeah, if we're going with coach of the year, I'm looking at my regular season, you know, predictions. I think he's going to go Steve Kerr. I I know I mentioned, obviously, tonight, like, oh, we're going to see the questions marks with, like, Draymond Green and whatnot. Like, at the end of the day, the Warriors are just, it seems like, two steps ahead of everybody. And I, I think they could have like an eye opening 60 plus win season. Again, this like crazy good season. Um, Cause Clay Thompson came back like mid year. Like he's going to be healthy all year long. That's automatically going to add more twins to an already stacked team. And so, yeah, it's again, I know it seems kind of like, again, the Pablo thing and now Steve Kerr, like I'm just going with the favorites, but that's just how I see the season playing out. You know, it's, I know there's a lot of names though that could be thrown out there. I know like Chris Finch would be a good one. That's that's what I'm taking. Uh, I look, it's littered throughout all my picks. I think the T Wolves are going to have a good year, and um, I'm kind of going all in a little bit here. I'm at the poker table, like I'm kind of saying, okay, Gobert is going to win DPOY, uh, and Finch. If 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 they do get the two seed, I find it really hard to believe that uh, voters do not take Chris Finch. Uh, as their coach of the year at that point, because that's just such a drastic improvement. Um, so that's my pick, riding loyal to myself. Um, so yeah. we're, we're riding with the T-Wolves, riding with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, we like the I underdog here. You know, either Chris Finch or J.B. Bickerstaff based off your standings. Yeah, that's that's a fair that's, assumption. Yeah, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll get this out of the way, too. I'm taking Anthony Edwards for most approved player. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Which is not a bad like re- like that. I would take that even if I had them as the sixth seed. I think that that's still a pretty good pick. Um, of all the Timberwolf picks I've taken, I think that's the safest. Well, not the safest. I'd say Gobert's the safest, but um, I think it's a really solid pick, and I wouldn't be shocked if you t- took him too. But yeah, I was thinking about it. I really was, but also because of how good again that team is. Cats can be able to key in more on scoring. You already got D'Lo. 
I'm looking at some teams that uh, well, put it just I mean bluntly, they they stink. <laughs> uh, one of the teams that stands out uh, that they stink is a team that's stunk for a long time, and that's the New York Knicks. And they just gave a guy a lot of money to pretty much run their offense and give him the ball and say, let's see what happens. Jalen Brunson looked great running next to Luka Doncic and getting 20. Who's to say if he just gets the reins? He doesn't go. I'm not saying he's Trey Young, but if he gets that volume and whatnot, who's say he's not getting close to 30? The only reason you have a 6-1 guard on the floor is to score. And so if he gets the numbers, he gets that huge leap in the scoring market. I mean, that's kind of how Ja got it last year. You would have given it to Poole, though, if it wasn't for Ja because of, again, the scoring leap he made. So that's why if I'm just looking at that award, Grant, if Anthony Edwards goes out and hits his ceiling, he's averaging 30. So <laughs> yeah. then, then this take has no relevance. But no, Anthony I think Edwards it's a solid take. He has potential, and because Devo's on the roster and Cat's averaging his 30 and you know only gets 22-23, which is still a great season, but it may not you know, have the numbers and volume. Definitely, he's probably not going to be very efficient, especially playing for the Knicks. And Thibs is a defensive-minded coach. But I'm going to hang my hat on Jalen Brunson. And probably the only thing I'm going to bet on the Knicks this year, I mean, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> yeah, that we'll have to do a deep dive into what happened to the Knicks. Um, because yeah, they were, they were fine like two years ago. They were, supposed to be, they were supposed to be good. And then Randall just forgot how to play ball. But all right, uh, last one. I think this is – Kind of the shoe-in, assuming he stays healthy. Comeback player of the year. I have Zion. Have anything different? Just Kawhi. All right, I, that's that's I, fair. I know you say Zion's a shoe-in, and that's fair, but like, also if Kawhi comes back and leads the Clippers to – I mean, I have the Clippers making the playoffs and Pelicans not. I know even that might be a little bit of a hot take. I just think if the you know, Western Conference is this crowded, it's it may not be the Pelicans are bad. It's just – they get forced out, and yeah, I'm just gonna roll with that. Is that Kawhi just has a more impactful season? He may not have me as good of numbers as Zion, but he might just have the narrative, in my opinion, playing in LA, being the face of the, you know an LA franchise, and people like fun guy. So like, you know, you solid really pick, it. solid um, pick. Yeah, it's the credentials are all there. All but, right. Let's, that's let's, it for our predictions. I mean, yeah. Well, we got, we got the finals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I got Bucks over Warriors. I know I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I have. I have uh, I'm going to change it up. I had Warriors over Bucks. I'm going to go Warriors over Sixers just to be a little different here. So we don't that's have good. the so we don't have the exact same matchup here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm going to throw this out there. Just put it on the record. Uh, my top four teams, two for each side. I think it's going to be Warriors and Nuggets. Bucks and Sixers, um, and I'm not like I'm. I'm taking Warriors over Sixers, but uh, yeah, I, I made that clear. I, I originally had the uh, Bucks in there, but gotta be a six. I think the Warriors win. I think they would outshoot them and whatnot. I just think the Bucks, like that's that's a defensive problem. Like really, for a lot of areas, like Holiday on Curry is problematic. Giannis on whoever, and then them trying to guard him is problematic. But even like with the Sixers, like 
Embiid would be a problem. It's just Harden doesn't really scare me defensively. And Tyrese Max, he's not a defensive guy. So the Warriors would still do their thing. So, like, if it if your finals matchup, like, turns out to be the case, I would side with the Warriors as well is basically what I'm saying. I'm just – I'm going to be a Bucs fan, especially when this team is arguably the best team in the league. At least you, like, at least you know I'm, it. Uh, yeah, it's right. It's like I know I'm going to be high on them, but the fact of the matter is a lot of people are too. Like they all have them up there. And it's not like with the Packers I'm trying to manifest like, oh, well, in theory at their full potential and like going – they could be the best team. I'm not going to do that. But the Bucks, it's like they got the roster to just keep rolling through the, the entire NBA really. Yeah. I mean, you know, the generational talents. Uh, but, yeah, so – that will do our uh, predictions and whatnot for the start of the NBA season tonight. So I can't yeah. be more excited for. Oh so, all right. I kind of, we kind of went through my hot takes and we'll close with this. Oh, no, actually, we got to go with better or worse a little bit too. But do you have any outstanding hot takes that we haven't really covered? I, I really think it's just my Lakers, just where I have them. Is, Probably a hot take, and yeah, I, I don't at, at this moment have anything kind of too crazy in mind. I, I think there's a lot of just ultimately just change and whatnot this year. Um, yeah, the Timberwolves aren't as like, yeah, I don't think it is. There's a lot of question marks because of how much youth on that team. That, but it, it's uh, the, the thing is, it's just like we saw these young teams that had question marks last year kind of get some veteran help, see Cavs, Timberwolves, Hawks. So, like, I don't really have a lot to say. I mean, honestly, uh, we kind of got some of our hot takes out of the way. Um, I think we might end up having a couple more with the better or worse segment. But um, I know it's probably getting close to game time. So I figured we'll I, – I think we'll do this. We'll each pick a player from both games. Okay. You know, kind of like better or worse. All right. All right. So, first quarter, because I got to know from my own, I have very high regards for Jalen Brown. But I want to see where you hold him. Oh, you're not going to like so, that. <laughs> you're not better, or like worse, this. better or worse, Jason Tatum. Better. Yo, oh, really? You're going to, you think Jalen Brown's better than Jason oh, Tatum? Oh, no. Jason Tatum is better than Jalen Brown. Okay. 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 Um, Tatum is Tatum. Look, they're on the same team. Tatum is the guy they go to. I think Brown is really underrated. I just think the only yes, the only thing that holds Brown back, in my opinion, he's he can get really sloppy, and we saw this in the finals. He gets really sloppy with basketball, and he's very turnover happy at times. And I think that he's a good defender. He's a great scorer. Uh, he could be a superstar on any other team. He is a superstar, in my opinion, on the Celtics. Uh, but he's one B. So how am I? How can I put him over one A? Very yeah, and I'm glad we agree with that because hey, you talk to some of those defensive guys, you know, old heads of the world. They like to tell it's Jalen Brown's better. And um, again, it's close, like you brought up. But just want to get that out of the way real quick. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brown's so use of Jace Tatum is better. How do you feel about DeJounte Murray? Jalen Brown's better. For sure. And, yeah, that's 
All right, getting getting the gauge here. Jalen Brown compared to Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brown, um, Mitchell, Mitchell could take a huge leap forward this year, but it hasn't happened yet because it's day one. Um, so right now, Jalen Brown, but uh, duly noted, you know, with with Mitchell, if, if he steps up as the guy in Cleveland, for sure, Jalen Brown. Or DeMar DeRose? Uh, for what? Player. Uh, Overall, who would you rather have in your right, team right now? Right now, Jalen Brown, but part of that's because he's younger. So um, if we were playing one game, DeRose. Probably go DeRozan. He's going to take care of the ball better. He's going to be consistent. He's going to know his role a little better. For, for, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll give you two more. Just for my own sake, I'm just, I really want to see where the Jason Tatum or not Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown ranking is. Um, Trey Young. I gotta take Trey. I I, I gotta take Trey here. I it, yep. he he has he he's in a uh, Damian Lillard class where he's been willing the Hawks to the playoffs the past couple of years and hard to complete. Hard to I mean I think he set the record for efficiency last year. I don't remember the exact. In, Offensively, he is kind of insane. Yeah, Brown's by far the better defender. Like, let's—I mean, Trey lacks on defense, but if somebody's going to give you twenty-seven, like on a bad night, it's kind of hard. Kind of hard not to take him. No, very true. Very true. My uh, last question. Again, not a very weird one, but I think it's got to be—it'll kind of tell me where you rank uh, Chris Paul. Compared to uh, very apples and oranges, but yeah, I've seen some is. wild takes about how good Chris Paul is. But I, I'm curious, do you think he's is he better or worse than Jason Tate? I think here's weird. Um, Chris Paul is overrated, but also overhated. Like there's two sides to it. Agreed. Where there's, there's this one side that puts yeah. him like, oh, he's better than he's better than Steph. He's a better point guard than Steph. He's a better true point guard. Like, what does that even mean? No, he's not, right? Then there's the other side where it's like, oh, Chris Paul is the most overrated player of all time. I hate that guy. I'm like right in the middle here. Like right where my head actually is. Like that's kind of where I'm at. I think he's – he was underappreciated in L.A., overappreciated in Phoenix so far. But he did get them to the finals, and he elevated them as a veteran. So I, I see the appreciation. With that being said, uh, if we're rolling it out, if I'm drafting a team, uh, see this is this gets down into such personal bias. This is a tough one. I'm going to go Jalen Brown for the scoring and the defense, uh, but I could actually see if you want a facilitator, I could see you taking Chris Paul. Respectable, yeah. Because honestly, I've said that because I'm not even sure where I fall with that. Um, (laughs) it's very, it's two very different styles of play. So, you know, it it comes down. Yeah. Like Chris Paul is going to take care of the ball, play average defense and really distribute very well, better than almost anybody ever. Uh, Jalen Brown, on the other hand, is going to play great defense, maybe be a little bit sloppy, but he's also going to score eight more points than Paul probably. So, you know, I don't know. I'll go Brown for the defense. Yeah, yeah, I respect that. Who do who you got? Who's who's your guy that's uh, gonna be on the All hot right. seat? I, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat here, and I, I'm, you know, I'm torn between two guys here. 
Um, but I, I'm going to say uh, you showed a little love to this guy. And I kind of want to see where you where you where you have him. So we're going to go with Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So straight out the gate, uh, Trey Young or Dejounte Murray? Oh, Trey. Okay. I, I figured. I just wanted to, you know, uh, I'll flip it right back. Jalen Brown or Dejounte Murray? Jalen Brown is better. Okay. Uh, I okay. think Dejounte Murray's like at his full potential for Jalen Brown. Okay. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Or DeJounte Murray? Yeah, see, that's – I know some people are going to – oh, D-Lo, no, no. I, I really think the the things DeJounte Murray provides, not only playmaking but defensively, big, like, can lock guys down, Drew Holiday-esque. That's why I don't uh, – I don't like him over D'Angelo Russell. Okay. I'm going to start to get a little harder. Kyrie Irving or DeJounte Murray? When healthy and – playing the game of basketball it's Kyrie Irving. and that is just no I but there's no but wow, I there really is no but I think he's just underrated at this point and like he's more of top like top echelon of point guards when he's playing than like this middle of the pack in my opinion Damian Lillard or DeJounte Murray Damian Lillard all right it's Again, DeJounte's he's improving, but I'm not going to discredit Dame. I'm not. He keeps that Trailblazers team relevant. We saw last year when he wasn't playing. How about Anthony Edwards? Right now, without seeing Anthony Edwards' improvement going into this season, it will be DeJounte Murray. Because at the end of the day, I think you flip those guys. You could argue that Timberwolves right now are more of a contender. They are more ready to contend. But we have to see how Anthony Edwards plays this season. That's the bottom line. But right now, I like DeJounte Murray more. I have to disagree, but all right. I know you're going to disagree. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I'm very high on the T-Wolves. I'm very high on the T-Wolves this year. Um, Shoot, I had his name and now I'm blanking. Um, Let's go. You know what? You've shown love here. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Over, yeah, see, I, I can't – as much as I love DeJounte Murray and what he does and the fact, like, the Rosen has holes in his game, I, he's, he's a star for me, like a true – DeJounte Murray's a star, but, like, the Rosen made the Bulls pretty great. And he's, he did what Levine really couldn't do on his own. So, I got to go with Rosen. How about Levine? That's where things get tricky. <laughs> and I think – Right now, because I think I would get my head kind of chomped off if I said DeJounte Murray from numerous people, I'm giving it to Zach for the reason that, like, again, right now, right now, it's kind of like the reverse Anthony Edwards situation. Okay. Right now, Zach Levine, like, going into the season is, like, the better player. I don't think that will be the case by the end of the season. I think people are going to have a different view just due to DeJounte Murray's impact. I got three more for you. Okay. We'll stay with the Bulls for this one. Lonzo Ball. No. Okay. Just no. Man, I, I don't know if he's going to play this year, but DeJounte Murray, uh, Lonzo wishes he could be DeJounte Murray. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Um, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. And, uh, yeah, I just – he's so much better of a scorer. It's hard for me to 
defend him against Dejounte Murray. Last guy, last guy. Actually, I got two more. I just thought of another one. Uh, okay. De'Aaron Fox. Nah, yeah, it, it's De'Aaron Fox. Granted, it's not like he had way more to work with with the Kings, but he's been in the league. He's been in that limelight a little bit longer. I think we've kind of seen almost his ceiling. I want to say. And, All right. Uh, yeah, Dejounte Murray's still going. Last guy, Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, you know that's a really interesting one. <laughs> and oh man, just because he's so young, not gonna take Tyrese right now. But like, he's that's kind of like similar players. I mean, big guards. Yeah, he's good. good. They're, they're very similar. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with DeJounte Murray, but that's a close one for me. All that, right. That I could really argue both sides, to be honest with you. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's about uh, all we got um, for this bonus episode, NBA Tuesday. Uh, any more hot takes on the way out? If you don't mind, I want to do better or worse for Russell Westbrook. I do not mind. I, 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 will, I, will, or, I will. Let's do it quick because I know the game's starting. I'll just rattle off a couple players and uh, see where you rank them. All right. All right. D'Angelo Russell, better or worse than Russ. Oh, gosh. Russ is going to be so hard. I'm going to get so much hate for this because I'm one of the few guys who still defends him. Oh, um, man. Yeah, this this could be interesting. Is this Russ on the Lakers or like? This is Russ going into this season. Like you saw last season, Russ right now at this because I no, but like I still feel like if Russ went to like the Rockets or a bad team like the or something, he could like average a triple double again. Like I could see, like I still think he has that in him if he's around a bunch of scrubs. He just doesn't know how to fit in with any other stars. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be inefficient, but like, oh yeah, it's like value in the NBA right now. I think he's one of the most overhated players in the NBA. Oh yeah, you're. I think you're probably spot on with that, actually. <laughs> um, like, why do we not appreciate this guy? He did something that nobody had done since Oscar Robertson. Like, he's gonna be if he's he should be a Hall of Famer. If he's not, I'm gonna have a problem with that. Um. He's the lead, all-time leader in triple doubles, is he not? Like, how do you not go to the Hall of Fame at that point? Um, yeah, I'll like he's gonna probably make the Hall of Fame. It's just like at this point in his career, given what we've the way the league's transitioning, three balls and whatnot. No, at this like, point in his career, I'm taking D'Angelo Russell. Okay, I, that's nice to hear. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, we'll see how low I can get this bar. Um, Lonzo Ball. We'll throw that one. Westbrook. You want Westbrook over Lonzo Ball? Yes. All right. All right. If you say Maxi, by far. All right. All right. Yeah. I kind of want to go like some younger names here, to be honest with you. Just kind of see where the gauge is at. Yeah, no. Jamal Murray is an easy one. Um, (laughs) Nah, this this might be disrespectful. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Jordan Clarkson. That is so disrespectful. That what is he still with the Jazz? Yeah. That's so disrespectful. Westbrook. 
Did more did more stat wise efficiency than Russ last year though. Hey, no, I'll take Westbrook. I all right. All hey, right. look, I just I, they, I understand. Like, I actually understand. Like, he looked horrible last year. He was the worst starting point guard in the league, honestly. But I just think right. that people grossly underestimate like how much this system is like ref- restricting the way he's like the people have ways they play, and to be a ball dominant point guard with LeBron is just like not a recipe for success. No, it's definitely a tough sell. It is. I got two more names. I did. John Wall's the first one. Wall. Is better? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this season, especially. Although he, he is coming off injury. He is. But even just like what I've seen in the preseason, he's still got a lot of that speed. And he's always been a better jump shooter than Westbrook. Um, not they're a great both, one. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, they're, they're both not good jump shooters. He'll, he'll at least knock it down a little bit. I think John Wall is pretty underappreciated. For oh, most of his career, yeah, he's always underappreciated, and especially I feel like among this generation, like it's gonna be good to see him back, no doubt. And my last one, Pat Bev. Oh God, I hate Patrick Beverly too, and I have to say him because he's starting over him. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah, hard. I- it's hard not to see as much as I despise Patrick Beverly. It's hard not to see the impact he brings. He's a. Te- I think he's a terrible defender. He's a. He's a hack. I don't understand all the hype. He, he literally just fouls people, and it gets his team in trouble sometimes. Uh, but he does bring an energy and a juice that Russ actually used to have that uh, clearly is not evident right now, and that's the question. So it's got to be Beverly. He's starting over him. So cool. No, I. I I was gonna be in, intrigued if you said. I mean, you could say the other way, and like, there's people are probably gonna defend that, but you'd have to fight Ronnie Two K on that one. And honestly, the Lakers head coach. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think honestly, for, I think I think bringing Russ off the bench and keeping him off the floor with LeBron is like probably they should have done that last year. Because if it's he can the just, best solution. It yeah, really if he can come in and, and just play his Thunder, you know, 2018 Thunder ball and just go get numbers and while Braun takes a spell, like I think we're going to see somewhat of a what, – what's the opposite of a regression? A progression from last year for Russ, Russ yeah, in his Lakers situation. Down. Yeah, um, sure. if he's allowed to dominate the ball. But, yeah, I think I think that – I think that it's wraps it up. Yeah, I don't just gotta throw this last dig in here. I have to. It's funny now you can be like, oh Russ sucks and not know which one. Like <laughs> it could you know, like, oh, Hey, 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 it's NBA Tuesday. It's NBA Tuesday. It's NBA Tuesday. We we'll get to the ramen noodles tomorrow. We'll get we'll get there tomorrow. Gosh. But uh yeah, as always, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to check us out, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're on all platforms at this point, pushing out content to you guys. So, um, yeah, this is always fun. It's always fun to sit and talk. We're looking forward to the NBA season, looking forward to, uh, well, in my opinion, my favorite part of the NBA season is uh, player props and making some money. But, uh, oh, yeah, um, that's, that's not advice. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, any closing statements, closing thoughts? Just excited to see some basketball. That really, that we say, you know, matters. I get the regular season isn't as important as it is in tune to like NFL, but 
yeah, closing thoughts. Got some great matchups tonight. Going to go watch and uh, suggest everyone else to because usually – and honestly, going forward, like the prime – the televised games, if you will, for the NBA are usually very good matchups to watch. Like yeah. the league as a whole is very deep now. It's not just – you know, Showtime Lakers, best teams play whoever. It's you're getting great matchups every night. So I have to agree. Encourage people, watch the NBA, watch your sports because it's it's a good time. Yeah, there's pretty good. There's best parity in the league right now. Um and there has been really both, a both long leagues. time. Both, both leagues. leagues. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's but, so uh, good. Yeah. That's all I got. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah. Sit back, watch some hoops, man. Yeah, as always, uh, have a great day, guys, and uh, thanks for listening. Yep. Peace out. Adios.